Welcome to the I Am Woman Project. I'm your host, Catherine Plano. I am a creative soul adventurer, a modern day alchemist, and a transformational coach for entrepreneurs, businesses, leaders, and for those who want to break the cycle of convention and redefine success one step at a time. I am on a mission to empower the conscious people of this world, those who seek to learn, grow, understand and become the very best version of themselves that they can be. Every week we have thought leaders, change instigators and inspirational human beings from around the globe that offer you profound teachings and recent discoveries from the world of neuroscience, positive, cognitive and spiritual psychology to help you build wealth, health, love and achieve lasting transformation. So join us here every week for new lessons on how to lead a life that matters, how to escalate your life after failure, and how to inject more meaning, connection, and resilience into your life and your business. This week, I'm excited about our guest. We have Dr. Ezie Spencer, who is a best-selling author and coach living in New York City. Starting out as a lawyer in Australia, Dr. Ezie worked in the area of women's safety, which led her to complete a PhD in emotional well-being after domestic abuse. During her doctorate, she started personally coaching women on well-being, first through her coaching and then also her books, talks, retreats, and online platforms. Dr. Ezzy has supported tens of thousands of women around the world to heal and harness their personal power. She specializes in helping women find love after toxic relationships so that they can rebuild epic self-confidence, rekindle their optimism about the future and finally find the courage to put themselves back out there to attract real love. She's also the author of the book Lunar Abundance, Cultivating Joy, Peace and Purpose Using the Phases of the Moon. It's now time to tune into this divine human being. Enjoy. Well, today I'm super excited about our guest. We have Dr. Ezzy Spencer. Welcome to I Am Woman Project. It's a real pleasure to be here, Catherine. Thank you for having me. Now, the way that we always love to ask our woman of inspiration as we start the show is to share her unique story. So, Ezzy, what inspired you to do what you do today? Well, a lot of people are really surprised to hear that I do, um, or when they hear that I do, you know, this moon goddess type work now and, and, and some of the other coaching work that I do, they are surprised to hear that I actually started out in the law, which seems like a completely different profession. And in many ways it is, but really the, the golden thread, I guess, that runs through the, the work that I do is that when I was working as a lawyer in my 20s, I was working in, um, in law reform and I was working particularly on a large national inquiry into domestic violence and women's well-being, which inspired me to do a PhD in looking at emotional well-being after experiencing, you know, that particular type of, you know, trauma and abuse and going through the legal system. So it was pretty heavy-duty work, but I always felt really inspired around 
I guess like healing, you know, the wounded feminine. I wouldn't have put it that way at the time, but as I look back, that definitely has been a very constant thread throughout the work that I've done, which of course ended up, you know, becoming around, you know, working with the moon and the moon cycle and the moon representing the feelings and the emotional world and um, and and really bringing back this sense of, of intuition and creativity and the sense of connection to the feminine. By that, I mean, you know, that, you know, that really sort of creative, central, juicy um, part of ourselves. So then, um, you know, the this 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 was something that came about, I guess, because I was, you know, very much feeling disconnected from myself. I felt like there was something elemental that was missing, you know, in in the work that I was doing, and but really in the way that I was living my own life. So the way that I was showing up to the work, which I think was really, you know, purposeful and meaningful, but I was also very much caught in sort of the hustle and the grind and, and living from the neck up in many ways. I was disconnected from my own feelings, you know, my own emotions, you know, my own body's natural rhythms and cycles and needs in sort of going, going, going all of the time. And so I'd always been really fascinated by the moon, you know, I was a pretty magical child. Um, and then, you know, forgot about it, at, you know, during law school and, and coming out and working in the law. But at some point, you know, in my 20s, I don't know exactly when and I don't know exactly why, but I was inspired to to look up at the sky again and to see where, you know, the moon was in the sky. And I've always kept a journal my whole life. And so I started to draw in my um, into my journal the, the little pictures of the little moon phases, like where the moon was in the sky. So was it a full moon? Was it a new moon? Or, you know, was it one of the other phases? And so what I found was that there were correlations between where the moon was in the sky and then, you know, what was going on, you know, down below with me, like how I was feeling and what was going on in my world. And I became so fascinated, you know, by these patterns that started to emerge because the moon cycle is a very short cycle. It's just a month. So it's a very trackable, observable cycle. And I started to see these, you know, patterns that would repeat from month to month over time. And then that really was the the inspiration for me to start coming within, tuning in a lot more to, to who I really was, you know, what my deeper purpose was, you know, what it was that I needed at any one time in terms of leaning in or, or you know, sort of pulling back and and drawing back and preserving my energy and restoring and reflecting. And whilst I was doing my PhD, as I was sort of going on this sort of this, you know, the, the, the work I was doing by day, you know, and then this other work I was doing by moonlight, you know, I became so fascinated by it. I would just talk about it all the time with people. And eventually people started to ask to work with me to find out more about it. So I started a very, very, you know, organic business originally just as a passion project, as a coaching business. But then over the years, it just grew grew and grew and grew and social media and the internet allowed me to, to take my work online and I was able to grow a, what became a, a successful global coaching business and traveling the world and doing events and and teaching people around the the moon cycle and the benefits of living in in terms of a, a much more natural graceful you know ease and flow um, of, of of the rhythms of life um, so after the PhD, I thought I was going to be a, a law professor, um, you know, and, and going down more of that academic path. But I ended up taking the teaching in, in such a different direction. Mm, and I mean, you can you can see the transition from law to astrology because you were working with emotional well-being, which is all about the moon, really, when you think about it. 
I'm curious, there's two things here. The first one is healing the wounded feminine. I'd like to unpack that and then maybe going through the phases of the moons and their meaning. Yeah, sure. Um, Well, I feel in terms of healing the wounded feminine, um, I guess, you know, that again, speaking about the feminine, what I mean by that is, you know, that really, you know, creative, instinctual, you know, intuitive, you know, really juicy, you know, part of of us, which we all have regardless of of gender. Um, But I feel like, you know, as women are obviously the ones who are more interested in sort of diving into exploring this part of themselves. And so, you know, one of the, the, the ways that I feel that it's often suppressed and, and wounded and, and this plays out a lot through the moon cycle work but then it's also played out in in the coaching work which I've ended up you know sort of evolving into now which is which is around relationships is that you know when we when we really suppress the, this part of ourselves we end up living in a way which is really out of balance you know it's out of balance with ourselves and it can lead to, to stress and anxiety and sort of you know overthinking and so that hustle mode all the time um, the doing, 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 and the going, 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 rather than allowing ourselves that sense of harmony and balance and leaning back and, you know, really connecting and tuning in with ourselves and figuring out, like, what is it that we really need? You know, what is it that is necessary for us to live a sustainable life so that we don't burn out, for instance? Um, you know, but also, you know, what is it like for us to really have a clear sense of our own sense of internal purpose so that we're not continually just sort of living life by external markers and getting into that achievement oriented way of of doing things and sort of having those traditional sort of markers of of success but actually feeling really empty inside what does it what does it mean to live a life where we're really fulfilled because we're we're living in line with our personal mission and so, you know, that the, the, the lunar abundance practice, which is the moon cycle practice that sort of my original journaling then became, you know, this this full system of working with the moon has a, has a way of, of working with the, the doing phases and the being phases of the moon throughout the month long cycle, working with eight moon phases throughout the month, where there's a it's a very practical way to start to alternate between the um that that doing going you know say more masculine young type you know way of showing up operating in the world a way of integrating that um with this more like you know relaxed restorative you know yin feminine way of of leaning back and and actually just tuning in and nourishing ourselves and giving ourselves that permission to to slow down and so then that element of the um, of, of the connectivity that then we are able to then cultivate with our own sense of inner knowing, our own inner voice, our body's wisdom, that cyclical knowing and that intuitive sense of, well, okay, well, what, what might be the best next step that we can take? You know, allowing ourselves to be more invitational, allowing ourselves to become more magnetic, allowing more things to flow towards us rather than, again, having to constantly be out there and pushing and striving and hustling to try to get all of the things done. But having this sense of internal integration, you know, one of the ways that I then found is that, um, you know, this connection with the self is is so important first and foremost. And one of the main ways that that sense of, of woundedness or lack of connection with the self was really playing out for women was in their was in their personal relationships and so you know that's been a that's been an ongoing sort of evolution like firstly diving into that sense of connection to the self and then opening and deepening that in terms of really bringing out you know that much more balanced harmonious sense of connection with others so that's the element around the um, around the wounded, the feminine sort of, and 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 a little bit of the of the of the moon practice sprinkled in there, as well as like a practical how to, like how can the moon support us to 
start to come back to this sense of ourselves. So you talked about the eight uh, moon phases. Would you like to name the eight moon phases and maybe just like what's their meaning? Yeah, so in the Lunar Abundance Practice, we start out at the first of the eight moon phases is the new moon. So that's the start of the moon cycle. So there's going to be a new new moon, if you will, like every month. And so the, um, the invitation at the new moon is to start. And so by starting, we often tend to set um, all the way in the lunar abundance practice. You know, we really do start afresh each month is by setting an intention at that time. And so the way that we really set an intention at the in the lunar abundance practice is to go within. So to cultivate everything that we've just been, um, you know, jamming about here and talk of in terms of cultivating a sense of internal connection and and a sense of listening to our our own inner voice, our, our body wisdom, you know, really starting to tune into the emotions and the feelings and, and the well-being, starting to connect with our intuition. The invitation in terms of setting an intention is much more around going within, like closing our eyes and breathing and going into a, a, a feeling-based place and, and coming into dialogue with, with our body, with our heart and listening to what it is that we really do want and what we need to invite into our lives in order for you know, greater ease and joy and flow in that moon cycle ahead, in that month ahead. So that's that new moon phase. That's the first of the eight moon phases. And then the second of the moon phases is the crescent moon phase. And so um, that's a, that's an invitation to, again, you know, really connect in with the feelings, you know, connect in with how we want to feel as well. And so I always recommend when people are setting an intention and I've got uh, actually in the Lunar Abundance book, you know, there's a chapter for each one of these moon phases. So I'm skipping over it really quickly, but, you know, the invitation with the with the intention uh, setting process, you know, is always to be considering like how can we try to link this with pleasant emotional states, like a pleasant elevated emotional state, and how can we start to you know really build out the a new neural pathway, if you will, to going towards you know cultivating and fostering a sense of 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 emotional state which is going to be very pleasant for us to experience and so this is an invitation at the crescent moon phase is to instead of again like trying to go out and to, and to hustle and be goal oriented and try to make your intention happen do something that feels actually a little counterintuitive which is to draw back so this is a being phase the new moon is a doing phase so we start with a doing phase the, the the present moon that second of the eight moon phases is the being phase so there's that invitation to to just feel and to and to practice feeling and practice welcoming in and then the next phase the first quarter moon phase that's the third of the eight moon phases there is at that phase you know that invitation to take action right because we can't just like just you know sit and meditate and expect our life to completely change around us we also need to to show up like this practice is around integration of doing and being it's around living in harmony and we actually need we need both we need like thinking and the feeling like we need the the action as, as well as the as the feeling and the resting and so that first quarter moon phase there's an invitation to take action but it's the kind of action which is going to be very discerning action and we're going to have a sense of well what could be the most like highly impactful effective action that we could take at any one time in order to actualize our dreams and and to make our objective you know more likely to be something we can you know we can ex receive in our lives um so this is a very much a simple practice it's not about spinning of the wheels and doing all of the busy things it's around you know just pick you know the one thing which is actually going to move the needle at that first quarter moon phase a third of the eight moon phases and then to do that the fourth phase is uh is the gibbous moon phase and that's another being phase and the focal point for that particular phase is around trust 
And, you know, when we start to, to move out of our familiarity zone, what we're often starting to experience is a sense of like, oh, my gosh, you know, now we're starting to move into the into the unknown. You know, there's nothing that the human, you know, psyche finds as uncomfortable, I think, is actually coming into the to the unknown. And so this is often can be a time of real growth, you know, for us when we're able to continue to be and to rest and to allow ourselves to to sink into this particular moment in the moon cycle as the moon is sort of maxing, you know, coming up to its, you know, coming up to its climactic point of, of full, uh, which a lot of people, you know, they think about the moon cycle, they think about the full moon, but of course the full moon is actually, um, you know, it's only one point of many points throughout that month-long moon cycle, and that's the fifth lunar phase. The full moon phase is the fifth lunar phase. So once you've sort of gone through that period, like the first half of the moon cycle, you know, there's that opportunity at the at that full moon phase to have a sense of real illumination about what your path forward might be. And a lot of people find, you know, without having worked consciously throughout the entire moon cycle, they might find the full moon phase to be a time of, you know, like an intensely emotional time. There's that feeling of being on a bit of a roller coaster at the full moon phase. But the invitation is to actually start, you know, working, like align your intention, align yourself with that you know, new moon phase two weeks earlier and start to work intentionally and consciously, you know, with presence and mindfulness the whole way through the moon cycle. And then you're going to tap into a sense of, of power at that full moon phase rather than that sense of overwhelm. Again, the invitation because the doing phase at the full moon phase, you know, the being in the doing phases come together in pairs like this. So there's that invitation at that full moon phase is to actually take action, you know, but again, like take discerning action and to have that clarity around you know what the most impactful thing that you could do you know that path forward is is fully lit you know there's a light at night at the full moon phase and the next phase uh, is the the, the the disseminating moon phase and the invitation here is to be grateful to notice what's coming towards us and to practice that that practice of gratitude incredibly powerful practice in terms of elevating our emotional state um, and being able to receive what it is that you know we've said that we've wanted so many of us again like tend to you know love to to set the um you know to, to, to set the goals and to race towards them and then you know skip over the bit where they start to you know come true um, in our lives it, and and so there's always that invitation to, to to make sure that we're sinking back into gratitude and receiving at that sixth moon phase and then the seventh moon phase the third quarter moon phase the moon is now three quarters of the way around the earth so it's coming back it appears like it's half full in the sky it's coming back to its original you know point at the at the start of the, the moon cycle again, but there's an opportunity again, another doing phase to take more action. And then the eighth of the eight moon phases, the balsamic moon phase, is that opportunity to look backwards. It's another being phase. So there's an opportunity to look backwards and to reflect and to restore and to really make sure that you're taking stock of, of where you've been in the last month, everything you've achieved, everything you've received, and 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 to form that intention for, for the next new moon coming. Wow, that's amazing. And so I'm curious now, as a coaching tool, uh, this is obviously you could actually set up a goal, whatever that may be, and then work through the moon phase with that one particular goal. Is that correct? Exactly right, yeah. Mm, okay. So, Ezzy, I'm also curious, through your journey, because you've obviously gone through a major transition, you were talking about moving from law to astrology, uh, and now that you're in the depth of astrology, what's a one of your greatest lessons learned thus far? <laughs> um, well, first thing I might just um, 
clarify with the moon cycle, I don't actually work with astrology. So I'm working like with the moon in the sky, if you will. So it's more around um, working with that natural, the moon is a natural timekeeper. So astrology would be that next level of like overlay that people would put on top of it. So for example, like moon is in Scorpio. So it means like this, for example. So that's not the work that I do. It's much more around like the the um the 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 natural sort of movement of the moon around the around the earth and following and aligning with that particular particular rhythm right um, yeah um but um in terms of the um oh sorry actually would you mind repeating the uh, the, the question I want to make sure I get it right oh no just what is your greatest lesson learned thus far you know uh, along your journey <clears throat> oh yeah. yeah um thanks for that so I really feel like there is um you know I think there's I mean I think there's actually been a series of of lessons for me I can't necessarily point to one sort of great lesson but I think that you know the the lunar abundance practice has really supported me to you know continue to to come back to myself so continue to you know avoid this natural tendency which I seem to have and I know that so many women sort of grapple with is this tendency towards burnout and there's that tendency to you know do all of the want to do all of the things and to feel a sense of 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 obligation sometimes to to do all of the things and a sense of guilt um when we're not actually doing all of the things you know and so I guess then the um you know, the the greatest lesson for me has been around, um, you know, allowing myself to recognise that there's actually going to be layers and layers and layers of that journey. And so I feel like as as the work has continued to expand and my own work has continued to, to evolve and so the moon cycle is one part of what I do now, but, but then I've sort of moved into more of the relationships work now as well. So it's just allowing myself to, you know, continue to up-level and continue to come back to the practice the practice of allowing myself to keep tuning in, just keep paying attention to what it is that I really, um, you know, need in this particular moment because it, there's always for me going to be this, um, this I guess, this this shadow of then wanting like to keep on pushing through and and keep grinding it out. And then the, the, the risk of that is that over and over and over again, you know, there is, um, a tendency towards burnout and so I just need to keep coming back and keep following my own practice which I've been following now for for over 10 years and it continues just to 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 show to me what my own blind spots are and it continues to soothe and calm me over over time so it's a beautiful um you know it's a beautiful constant in that way because the moon's always there in the sky Mm, so true and I could relate to that I'm sure lots of people listening to this show right now could relate to burnout and then feeling guilty of uh you know taking time off or resting even you know it's almost like one of those things it's I'm not doing good in the world or I'm not being of service if I'm just resting. And I know mm. that's me. That's my whole guilt. You know, when I actually listen to that inner critic of mine, that's what it's saying. It's like you should be out there in the world serving. What are you doing relaxing here and watching a movie or reading a book? Oh, I absolutely relate. And I feel like that's why the the the, the being and the doing phases of the moon are so helpful for me because they're, like an inbuilt permission slip, you know, it's like they are always coming around. Like there's a, the, like the crescent moon phase, there's going to be another one each month, you know, and it just, it just happens. 
you know, in the sky each month. So it's an invitation for me, the crescent moon phase, the balsamic moon phase, you know, the other of the being phases, it's that constant permission slip to slow down and it's not a nice to have. You know, it really isn't a nice to have. It's a must have if we want to keep showing up, you know, with that full cup in a sustainable way for the long haul, right? <laughs> you know, it's like it's not just like doing things, you know, once or twice or doing things for a couple of years and giving and giving. It's like this is a lifetime of service. So it has to be done. It has to be lived in, in a sustainable way. So then we don't then like fall in a heap and get really sick as a way of trying to, you know, um, you know, get the rest, our body trying to get the rest that, that actually we deep, deeply, deeply need in order to survive, but also then so we don't become a burden on others. Um, you know, we really do need to take care of ourselves so then we can actually consistently show up for the long haul and, and support people as well as supporting ourselves. Mm, it's so true. And I think from a manifestation point of view, the doing, if you're constantly doing, you're creating this vortex and you're pushing, 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 Whereas being, and if you're working with the moon, as you said, it's magnetic, you're actually receiving, so you're drawing it towards you. And I think that, you know, it is important um, to be able to restore, recuperate, rejuvenate, all of those delicious R words, it's all about resting. And uh, yeah. I think it's really important. And I think that too, from a manifestation, it's when we are in a state of stillness that we allow things to drop into that deeper part of our mind. It's so true. It just means our creativity is just ends up, you know, dialing up 10x in that way. Um, and our creative powers, our attraction powers, um, and also that ability to be very, very impactful when we do take action. You know, the, the big lesson for me as I was doing this work, as I was creating my, my, I was, you know, really, really got into it, like I was saying earlier when I was writing my PhD. And I have to say, when I was writing my PhD, I was doing much less work than I was when I was working, um, you know, previously in, in other roles in the past. And, you know, yet I was actually able to, um, you know, deliver a, a doctoral thesis um, in a shorter than normal time frame. And I got a you know, the, I got the perfect score. So I was like, wow, I actually worked less and I got a better result. Like this is, mm. this is really something to pay attention to. There's your evidence right there. Mm. So Ezzy, we always love to ask our woman of inspiration about pain points. We believe we all have pain points. What would be a pain point or some pain points and how do you work through finding a solution um, when you think about your pain point? Mm. So I would say that a pain point for me has been around continued evolution. And so I feel like, um, you know, I get so, uh, you know, I get so passionate and so inspired by my creative projects as they as they flow through me. And I love to, to teach and I love to share. But then also, you know, there can be a uh, call as well to expand further beyond that and so there can often then be like that pain point or perhaps attention in really honoring you know what is the thing that's got me to this particular point and what am I um, you know what 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 am I known for in the world what are people discovering and, and reading and you know I've got the book and I've got the um, the Lunar Abundance Journal which has just come out as well and so you know I want to really show up for, for that 
Um, but then I also want to continue to expand and evolve myself, right? Because I'm, you know, I'm a creative being and there are other things that want to move and throw, uh, flow through me as well. Um, and so I definitely feel that sense, that tension or that pain point is of, 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 of figuring out the balance of, of being able to, to show up and tend to that first creative project as well as continuing to to stay open to to whatever it is that that's in my present as well as in my in my future as well you know and so I think in terms of the navigation of that of that process is around you know just continuing to like honestly always tune in you know tune in come within you know I'm, I'm a big journaler as I said before I journal every day and I have journaled you know since I was a little girl um and so you know coming back to the page and and making sure that I'm acting in in full integrity with myself and 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 with what it is that I've already birthed into the world and what it is you know being that conduit being that vessel for what it is that wants to to move through me now um and you know allowing myself uh allow myself allow myself to be kind with myself as well you know you mentioned the inner critic before and certainly my inner critic is has a lot to say a lot of the time um around you know doing all of the things and and doing them all perfectly but just allowing myself that that sense of speaking to myself with with that kindness and that self-compassion so being softer with myself and you know knowing that it's okay you know I don't need to get into fear and scarcity about time there'll be plenty of time to continue to make new things and you know I can continue to move it at the pace which feels you know really good um, for me and then just continue to to tune in and tune in and and to allow myself to trust my own inner voice and my own inner knowing about well, when is it time to continue to 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 open up and 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 to open up to new creative projects and talk about new things that, that I'm doing and which are exciting me now? And you know, when is it the right time to to continue to show up and support people who are coming along in the in the you know on the on the journey of of the moon cycles work and you know and, and other things that I've done in the past as well. Mm, I love that, and I think that's a, a pain point for most entrepreneurs. Uh, absolutely is how do we evolve how do we grow how do we expand and I think when you're talking about time I mean time is a man-made concept right it's really only an illusion it will all happen in the most divine time yes I love that Mm. so Ezzy what do you think is one skill that everyone must own or have I would say probably personal responsibility would be one of those um, or would be well one of you know many skills, but but definitely I think that when we are able to you know really take um, take responsibility for uh, ourselves, you know, and for the way that you know the way that we the way that we show up and the way that we are in the world, but also you know the way that we are with ourselves, you know, when we're when we're being. Um, you know, when we're being unkind to ourselves or when we're getting into the negativity spirals and to also sort of see that, um, you know, what goes hand in glove with personal responsibility is, 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 is personal power and to then tap into our sense of agency. Like what is it that we could be doing differently to, um, to have a better experience? You know, how could we be changing, you know, our, uh, again, that negativity spiral, how can we be changing our thoughts? So then, you know, we're able to, to start going into, you know, what is a, um, you know, more of an upward spiral, you know, what Barbara Fredrickson talks about in positive psychology, like how can we start to, to um, you know, put in place in our own lives, you know, the kind of um, circuit breakers or the pattern interrupts in order to, 
you know, have a have have a much more constructive dialogue with ourselves, you know, and then of course, you know, showing up in, in the world and showing up in our relationships in that way as well, but without taking over responsibility. And so, you know, a lot of the 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 women that I work with at the moment, because I do the, the you know helping women to recover from toxic relationships, you know, there tends to of course be that tendency to take over responsibility. So it's like taking personal responsibility, but not taking personal over responsibility. You know, knowing that not everything is your fault, um, but there are still going to be things that you're going to be able to to change and to and to find that sweet spot in your life, in your relationships. Like, what is that sweet spot in terms of what it is that you do have the power to change? Mm, and that's a good call out. It's so true. I think responsibility is a big one because you own it. But then we, if we overextend in that area, it could almost be um, the opposite. It does the opposite effect because you're taking on other people's responsibility. So that's a really good call out. I love that. So, Ezzy, the, the other question we love to ask our woman of inspiration as we wrap up the show is to pick one word that best describes her personal brand. So what would be that one word for you, my dearest? I'd say magic. Of course, <laughs> magic. Absolutely. And the last question as we wrap up the show was love to ask our woman of inspiration to share three shiny golden nuggets for our listeners. So what would be three practical exercises that you would like to leave for our audience today? Mm. So I feel like the first one would be simply around tracking the moon. So particularly, you know, if your listeners are listening to this and they're like, oh, wow, this sounds really interesting, but it's never occurred to me to, to really tune into this um, magic of the moon cycle, then just simply noticing where the moon is in the sky and then noticing how you're feeling. So that tracking process is a really good practical exercise to start to cultivate that sense of self-knowledge around, you know, who are you at different phases of the moon? And most importantly, like, what is it that you need at different phases of, of the moon? And so I do have a free moon calendar on my website if people are interested to find out, well, when are the dates in the phases of the moon? Like, how do I track the moon? like that so that's something which is available over on lunarabundance.com so that would be the first one well, of course you could just look up you know you just look up and see where the moon is and and keep a journal in in that way as well and then the second nugget would be around uh the new moon intention setting process which i touched on earlier which is around starting to get very clear on what your desires are and as you said you know if you're going through a coaching experience like what is it that's the focal point for you at this time and it could be around welcoming in you know something tangible or material so it could be you know if you're working on something like financial abundance or you know if you're wanting to like leave a corporate job and start a, a coaching business you know it could be something along those lines but it could also be something which is around you know wanting to foster more of a sense of peace and calm you know tranquility and joy you know a sense of relaxation in your life it could be more um, along those lines as well. So I do have a, a, a chapter in the in the Lunar Abundance book where I go through lots of examples and um, and do a new moon intention setting process. And, and there's this more free resources around you know, our new moon intention setting again over on my website as well. Um, and then the third part, um, the third nugget, I guess, would be probably staying in tune with the with the moon theme is then working with the full moon and so one thing that I didn't mention earlier is around going through like a full moon release ritual so it can be a really good time to actually practice the art of impermanence or the act of letting go if you will you know practice practicing that that surrendering that release process and again that can be around letting go of something you know, actually tangible in your life 
Um, but it can also be around letting go of an old destructive way of thinking or, you know, an old subconscious belief around, you know, scarcity or fear that is actually acting as a block and impeding your, your, your progress. Um, and again, I've got free resources over on my website if that's something of interest um, to your listeners if you want to dive in more deeply into cultivating a full moon release ritual. Mm, Izzy, I liked all three of them. So where is the best place for our listeners to find you? Yeah, so uh, my website is lunarabundance.com. So that's L-U-N-A-R, like lunar, like the moon, lunarabundance.com. And then that's where you can find that free moon calendar and also look at some of those free like audio downloads and tracking things that I mentioned. I also have a personal website, ezzyspencer.com, and that's spelled E-Z-Z-I-E-S-P-E-N-C-E-R, ezzyspencer.com. And if any of your listeners are experiencing a toxic relationship or want to recover, from a toxic relationship I've actually got free resources over there on that site around there's a free masterclass um, which has some support in there and there's also an opportunity to in um, to book a call with me at ezzyspencer.com slash apply if you'd like some more um, support around sort of healing the wounded feminine in that particular area of your life if that's relevant and then I'm on Instagram so ezzyspencer again e-z-z-i-e-s-p-e-n-c-e-r ezzyspencer on Instagram and actually a lot of what I've just mentioned here is just linked in my Instagram bio just in one spot which can be you know really fun I post about you know various things that we've discussed today as well so it's another good spot for for free resources and more information Izzy, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show. We'll have all of those links on the show notes. Thank you so much for your time, your energy, and sharing your wealth of lunar wisdom with us. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for inviting me. Thank you. Thank you so very much for listening to today's episode. If you loved what you heard and this topic really resonated with you and you think it will help others, please share the show with your friends to help us make a difference. And if you want to be part of our mission to help empower the conscious people of this world to learn and grow, then the best way to help us achieve this goal is by giving us a good review on iTunes or please subscribe to the show. The more subscribers, the better the speakers for the show, which then means more value for you so that together we can help the world become a better place. Don't give it another thought. Hit the subscribe button and help people get their weekly lessons. And when you do, please be sure to let us know by sending us an email to collect your special gift, where you have a choice from six guided meditations or an ebook to soothe your soul. Now, if you have any questions or special guests that you would like to hear from, please send us an email to support at katherineplanner.com.au and we will get right back to you. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter or Facebook at Catherine Plano. That's it for now. Until next week, wishing you a fabulous day.